This is the Show It Off podcast, where we are shamelessly and unapologetically confident. I am your host, Sarah Fayshoff, confidence coach, yoga and meditation teacher, and founding director of the self-esteem building nonprofit youth program, Miracle Girls. This podcast is to support you on your journey to being the most authentic, bold, and confident you have ever been. I am teaching the ABCs to self-love, Sarah Faye style. I share tools that work, entertaining conversations, and inspiring stories every Monday here on the Show It Off podcast. I have a lot more for you, including the five-video Yoga for Confidence virtual class series, which you get for free when you enter your email at sarahfayshoff.com. The link is in the bio. And the online education experience, Peacock School, 28 Days to Confidence, which moves you through assignments that when completed, make you feel more confident, help you to start and keep new habits that build your new self-loving life, and much more. To access Peacock School, go to peacock.school. Now, let's get into the episode. When I was a kid, my parents always had my sister do the dishes after dinner. She would be furious with me about this. And the reason why was because they knew that she would do a much better job than I did. She would do a better job than I did because she is really good at paying attention to detail. She's very meticulous about how she does things and she's very thorough. She's very thoughtful and she's a perfectionist. So the dishes would come out sparkling and beautiful, where I did not see the value in doing the dishes and wanted to do other things after dinner that I thought were more important, like spend time with my little brother and sister, watch TV, play, write in my journal, whatever. And I would always like laugh and snicker at my sister when you know, she would be like, me again to do the dishes. And I I thought I was pretty clever as a kid being like, she shouldn't be doing the dishes so well, and then she wouldn't have to do them all the time. You know, I thought it was pretty brilliant. And growing up, now that we're grownups, and um, I've had a lot of times in my life where I've had a lot of guilt and shame about not doing things perfectly or perhaps not being so detail-oriented. And I've also seen the value in the aspect of my personality that doesn't need to be a perfectionist. Also, 
I haven't been that great about being compassionate or empathetic around people who are perfectionists. I have quite a few people in my life who are perfectionists. And when I hear them saying certain things about their life and then kind of blaming it, I guess, on their perfectionism, I cringe. Like I literally have to bite my tongue because I feel like whatever comes out of my mouth is going to be mean and hurtful, even though it comes from a place of love. So with all that said, today's episode is for all you perfectionists out there. Don't be scared because I've spent a significant amount of time working on speaking my truth with kindness, so I'm not going to be mean. I um, am very direct, but I'm going to deliver this in a way that is supportive so that you can take it in. Because what the hell is the point of saying anything to anybody if they can't hear you? Why? do you, you might say that I get upset when people tell me that they're perfectionists? Well, I get upset because I don't see perfectionism as being about high standards. And I think that it's a euphemism for fear. A fear of failure, a fear of rejection, a fear of looking stupid, a fear of making mistakes a fear that you're not enough. And that is where the confidence coach in me comes out. I'm no longer the, um, you know, tween girl who's snickering at my sister because she had to do the dishes. (laughs) I am now a grown woman who has committed her life to helping people build confidence. And that means sometimes I have to put myself outside of myself and understand where they're coming from. So I've spent um, the past couple of weeks thinking about researching and studying perfectionism, talking to my friends who are call themselves perfectionists, and I've come up with this episode in an effort to help you shift your ways around perfectionism. Because let me tell you what, it's a lie that you're not enough. Okay. Now, when I was growing up, I was never in any sports or any plays or anything like that at all. And um, the way this was a disservice to me is that I didn't learn the value in practicing. I didn't learn the value of sucking at the beginning and then trying again and keep trying and then getting better later. I didn't learn this until I was 25 and discovered yoga. With my yoga practice, I learned that you start sucky, (laughs) you fall on your face many, 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 many times, and then you get your ass back up, you take a deep breath, and you try again, and then the next thing you know, you're doing a handstand in the middle of the room, and it's easy. Um, I think that people who were in sports have an advantage that they learn this. You don't like step out into the field and know how to throw a football perfectly, or you don't get onto the court and just, you know, Steph Curry all day with the, the shoot, the three point shooters, (laughs) whatever those are called. (laughs) You know what I mean? And, um, and I know that Steph Curry didn't start off that way either. 
y'all know that he started off small and sucky and he kept practicing and now he's a beast and it goes the same for everyone and everything and um every you know their instruments their speaking their craft their writing their drawing their cooking everybody starts off small and sucky so don't tell me that you're a perfectionists that you're a perfectionist and that's why you can't follow your dreams or that that's why you can't reach your goal um perfectionism is paralyzing perfectionism is self-loathing at its best and that's why i'm talking about it on a podcast that's about building confidence because you're not being self-loving when you tell me that you're a perfectionist you're giving yourself an excuse a shitty one at that that you have a good reason not to do something perfectionism isn't a set behavior it's a destructive way of thinking about yourself so you're not you know it's not like oh i'm i don't know i don't i can't even think of an example i'm a little bit fired up about this like i have a friend whose house is a disaster area like it straight up looks like katrina aftermath in her house and i look around and i'm like babe how about we get up and clean your house? Like, I can't sit here and have coffee with you and chat about your life and my life when we're sitting in this disgusting energy. Like, let's get up. I'll help you. We'll clean it together. We'll we'll talk while we clean. And she's like, oh, no, 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 no. I can't clean um, because I'm a perfectionist. And I just like, I'll spend all day on this like one corner and, and it'll never get right. And so I just do nothing. Does anybody else think that that's ludicrous? I mean, I'm trying to be nice here, but to me, I'm like, okay. So you're going to live in a pigsty with all your kids and your husband, like bringing in stuff constantly. You have no system. You have no organization. And your excuse is that you're a perfectionist so that you're not going to do anything. Well, I'm sorry, but there's nothing perfect about this mess you're sitting in. (laughs) So why are you thinking you're such a perfectionist? I don't get that. You know, so it's the same with life. Like if you have all these, you know, dreams and goals, but no plan and no action, and you're telling me that you can't do it because you're a perfectionist and unless it's perfect, it's not worth doing. I'm sorry, but that's a bunch of bullshit. Um, I don't know who said it because I was in Shavasana when a yoga teacher said this to me um, and she was quoting somebody. So, you know, let's just take that with you is that perfectionism is the most impossible goal because it doesn't exist like it's impossible to be perfect so you know that's like me saying I have a goal that I'm going to jump so high that I'm going to touch the moon and I'm like jumping all day long like trying to reach the moon I mean why would I say that how about I just make a goal that I'm going to um you know do like 20 (laughs) pull-ups that's something that I can work my way up to and achieve you know so you know don't aim for something that's impossible or you are going to feel like shit about yourself you are going to be self-loathing because you set yourself up for um um what's the opposite of success (laughs) you set yourself up for disappointment and destruction and it's not very nice to yourself (sighs) if you fail or you make a mistake and 
you feel really disappointed in not just your action, but who you are, I feel you. I love you. I understand that. Like my whole growing up, I'd like go out to kick a ball at recess and try to play soccer and I didn't know how to kick a ball. And so I sucked and everyone would make fun of me and nobody would want me on their team. And I felt like a terrible human. (laughs) You know, I would feel embarrassed. I'd go hide in the library and read books and try not to like let anybody see me because um, recess was really hard for me, you know, but I'm not a kid anymore. And I don't, I'm not okay with just like letting um, bad feelings take over my life. So instead, I choose to learn something new. I choose to practice and try again. And I want you to remember that it's not who you are when you make a mistake. It's just something that you did. And at least you tried. At least you did something. Marie Forleo says, starting small and sucky beats staying sucky. So like... The highlight to me on that is that you're staying sucky. You're not not sucky just because you're not doing something, you know? Like, this is a wake-up call, you guys. This is a hello. This is your friend calling you and telling you, look, I see you, and perfectionism is a facade. It's a euphemism for fear. And just face your fear, babe. Share it with a friend, you know, someone who supports you. And... Do what it is that you want to do with yourself. Go to that job interview. Like, ask that person out. Start that business. Like, um, you know, take that trip. Like, whatever it is that you want to do, like, don't tell me you're not doing it because you're a perfectionist. (sighs) Did you guys know that people who commit suicide, like, there was, like, a study done. I don't know all the the details. You can Google it. But there was a study done on people who commit suicide, and they are dis- more than not described by their loved ones as perfectionists. Did you know that perfectionists live shorter lives? That being a perfectionist keeps you from your joy, from living your dreams, and from achieving your goals? And listen, you don't have to lower your standards not be a perfectionist. I'm not saying just do the dishes shitty like I did when I was 12. No, I'm saying just start small and then try again. Be okay with practicing. Be okay with making mistakes. If you don't believe me, go on YouTube and Google any like Olympic athlete or movie star or I don't know, like anybody you think is cool and listen to their life story. I love listening to the podcast Oprah's Masterclass. I think that's what it's called. And she talks to everybody from like country western singers to politicians to journalists to um, actors and they just tell their life story. And anybody who you think is a badass, like The Rock for instance, his story is like, oh my God, mistake after mistake, wrong turn, get up and try again after get up and try again. Nobody's just comes out of the womb like killing life. I mean, everybody has to try. So, you know, be okay with, um, you know, what I'm trying to say is you don't have to lower your standards. You just have to start. And you can learn to enjoy the process and give yourself room to experiment. That's something I love about yoga is that it really teaches us to be okay with the process. It teaches us to get up again after we fall. I mean, do you remember learning how to ride a bike? 
I've been teaching my daughter Luna how to ride a bike lately. She has one of those little kicky balancing bikes and um, she's afraid to fall. And I saw that in her and I saw her going like so prudently with these little tiny steps. And I've never seen her be like this. She's usually like all out and all in, like however you call it, like she's just to go for it, girl. And now that she's on this bike, which is new to her, she's being very prudent. And I'm like, baby, what's going on? And she's like, I'm afraid to fall. And I was like, okay, well, you're on grass and you have a helmet. So we've thought about those things. If you fall, you just got to get up again and try again. And if you get hurt, mama's going to hug you and kiss you and it's going to be okay. You're going to wipe off your tears and you're going to try again. And she was looking at me and she wasn't quite sure. You know, she was just kind of like, why are you okay with me getting hurt? So I, um, by the way, my number one client is my daughter. I'm always confidence coaching her. And so what I did was I sat her down and I started talking to her about Bethany Hamilton because Bethany Hamilton is her hero. And if you don't know, if you have like just, I don't know, um, if you don't know this story, I'm going to tell you, Bethany Hamilton is a pro surfer who at the age of like 12 or 13 was surfing and um, got her arm bit off by a shark. And you um, use your arms to balance in sur- when you're surfing. So she was afraid that she wasn't going to be able to surf anymore because she was, um, you know, stands one arm. And she just wasn't okay with that because surfing was her life. And so she got out on the water and tried and failed and fell down and tried again and then figured out how to help herself um, by um, putting like a little tie in the middle of her surfboard so that she could get back on it after she fell off. And bada bing, bada boom, she's a pro surfer. (laughs) And so I told, I reminded Luna of Bethany Hamilton and her story about how you know, she had to keep falling and she had to relearn. And only because she kept getting up was she able to accomplish her goal of being a a professional surfer. And as a result, inspire people all over the world, including Luna, who like literally put one arm behind her back and walk around trying to play her ukulele and like make a smoothie because she saw Bethany Hamilton doing that, you know? And it's like you can remember that by you letting go of your perfectionism, by you starting small and trying again when you fail, that you might be inspiring somebody else to do the same. I mean, maybe it's not enough for you to think, oh, well, it's just for me. Like maybe you have a child who's watching you or a niece or a nephew or a peer who's like, oh, wow, she did it. So And she was okay with failing. Now I can. Maybe that will motivate you more to let go of your perfectionism and and just do it. Just go. You know, you want to start a website, but you're intimidated and you don't want it to suck? Ask for help. You want to, you know, start your own business, but you have no idea what to do? Oh my God, get on YouTube. Like, free information everywhere. And for me, like I used to be really embarrassed because I, um, like have my own business and I had very little business training. And so I would like scrimp and save and try my best to afford these expensive business trainings. And then I was like, 
why am I putting this much pressure on myself? Like I can learn a lot for free. I can learn by trial and error. I can learn as I go. You know, I mean, life is happening every day. I I just woke up one morning and I was 39 and I was like, whoa, how did that happen? You know, it's like I had these ideas that I would be at a certain place by then. And if I just sat in the, oh, when I can afford this, I'll do that, then I would never be anywhere. And I'm not even a perfectionist. <laughs> so I can understand how if you are, how it can feel debilitating. But I'm hopeful that this... Um, this little rant I'm going on here is going to give you a mirror of like how it's not serving you or anybody else to stick in that and to pretend that you're like so high and mighty that you can't do anything because you're so, if it's not perfect, you're not going to do it. I mean, sorry, but that's crazy talk. Okay. So like what to do now, right? What do you do now? You're like, okay, Sarah, fine. I won't be a perfectionist. I'll, I'll, I hear what you're saying. I'll, I'll get up and try again. Well, this is the bullet points I'm going to give you. Okay. Number one, figure out one goal, one thing you want to do and apply dismantling your perfectionism to that one thing. Okay. So say you just, I remember for me, like I used to really, I mean, I'm not going to say I'm a great cook, but I used to really feel very intimidated in the kitchen and not feel like I was able to cook at all. So what I did was I was like, okay, this is my goal. I'm going to improve my cooking skills. First thing I did was went to my grandma and I'm like, grandma, you're an amazing cook. Can I hang out in the kitchen with you and take notes and make some meals a couple times a week and just help me get better at it? Hell yeah, she was stoked. Then I started watching the Food Channel regularly, like Food Network or whatever it's called when I had cable. Watching it regularly and I got hooked on like Rachel Ray and Giada and the Barefoot Contessa and all that all those chicks and I'm like, gosh, this is inspiring. Like I can I can like do that. I can make pasta with a little bit of garlic and olive oil and parmesan like call it a day. Like sure, serve it with the salad, delicious. Now I'm a cook. You know, it's like start off really small. And then I got into it and I started buying cookbooks and I took a cooking class at Whole Foods and like I have a friend who's a brilliant chef and I would ask her questions all the time like what does it mean to make a reduction sauce and she'd teach me and it's like you know like I'm okay at cooking now and that's what I would say for you is just start small ask for help be resourceful fail and try again and then you know get inspired Figure out like who um, you think is amazing and find out their backstory because I bet you anything, they sucked and they sucked hard. They fell in their face. They made huge mistakes and they tried again. You know, like I, I have a business and I heard about people who I admire in business going bankrupt and then trying again or, you know, like getting sued and then picking up their bootstraps and doing it again. And I'm like, you know what? okay that happens like I'm going to do this I'm not going to let fear stop me and my hope my friends that my hope is that you will be okay with failing that you will be okay with trying again that you will feel supported and that you will know that the reward is the result of you letting go of this perfectionism the reward is going to be you being like hey you know what this isn't the best thing ever, but it's pretty damn good. And I did it. I didn't just sit on my couch watching Netflix, wasting my life away, thinking that, you know, it would just get done some other way or somehow like, or just that I'd ignore it. 
It's like, no, you're going to slowly die inside um, with that mentality. So please, look at yourself in the mirror and say, I am letting go of this euphemism of perfectionism. I am ready to start small. I am ready to make a mistake, brush the dust off of myself, and try again. I will look to others who I think are amazing and find out their backstory and see how many times they failed and made a mistake and loved themselves anyway and tried again. I am okay with the process. I am willing to enjoy the process, to be an inspiration to others around me, to be the example for those who look up to me. I am ready to let my dream become a plan and I'm actually going to see results. I'm going to stop dreaming and talking and wishing and hoping and I'm going to actually do it. Because we only get one life on this round, y'all, and it's time. Okay, you're going to wake up one morning and you're going to be 95 years old if you're lucky and you're going to be kicking your old ass if you didn't do what you want to do with this life. Okay, I'm going to finish off. If you feel like you still need more support with this, I am taking on four more personal coaching clients and we can make it really specific for a, a specific amount of time. Okay, we, you have this goal. We're going to accomplish these parts of it within this time period. And I'm going to walk you through the entire process. I am going to motivate you. I'm going to inspire you. I'm going to help you make a plan. I am going to help you backwards engineer your goal so that you can see results. If you are interested in having that one-on-one attention, that personal coaching for your specific situation, then just send me an email at showitoffpodcast at gmail.com and we will work together and I guarantee things will be different. Things will be better you will find that joy. Perfectionism kills joy. We are not going to allow that anymore. Okay, you guys, I love you. Don't be afraid to show it off. You got this. Thank you so much for listening to the Show It Off podcast. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for sharing it with at least one friend right now. Thank you for leaving a review on Apple Podcasts so other people can find this podcast. And thank you for going to sarahfayshoff.com to sign up to be a part of the community and get more support from me in your self-love journey. Thank you so much for being a part of this and for listening once again. You are perfectly made, so go ahead and show it off. Show it off, show it off, I pick up a drink on a spinning bottle dress, give it up, give it up.